Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world, written by our correspondents and contributors at The Times of London. I'm Anna Cunningham. And I'm Alex Dibble. Uh, today, how Cuba could be causing the US problems again, this time with China, uh, and details on an unlikely group of African leaders travelling to meet Zelensky and Putin over the Ukraine war. And we'll find out why historians are getting excited about finding a book in a library. But it's a rather special one from the Tudor era. We know that the relationship between the United States of America and China is very, very strained at the moment and looks like it's going to get worse, uh, not better over time. There's been a new development on this. According to officials who have been briefed on the intelligence, China has been in talks with, and indeed it seems has reached an agreement with Cuba to have a spy station on Cuba so that it can keep tabs on the US. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, this. Uh, The multi-billion dollar facility has actually drawn comparisons with a listening post built on Cuba by the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Well, the Times' Latin America correspondent Stephen Gibbs is the one who's written the article on this and uh, joins us on The World in 10 now. I suppose question number one, Stephen, is what specifically would a facility like this on Cuba allow China to do? It seems to be basically signals intelligence, which in many ways seems quite old fashioned. The idea really is to focus on, uh, would be to focus on the southeastern area of the United States, uh, which is interesting for, for many reasons, including that it, of course, has uh, many U.S. military bases there. Mm. And Cuba has denied that these talks with China have taken place, and the Pentagon and the White House have also denied it, which seems odd, doesn't it, if the information is coming from U.S. government officials who've been briefed on the intelligence report. So what's going on there? One theory, and it is just a theory, is that uh, there was some evidence of this possible base being set up that uh, the Americans somehow got information about, and they have leaked it at an early stage to stop it happening, to say, uh, 
we don't want this to go on. And a message to the Chinese and the Cubans, we know that these conversations have begun. So in the murky world of espionage, all of these things are possible. We can't be sure what exactly is going on, but it has been sort of unusual, really, that one branch of, of the US government appears to be leaking this and others are denying it. Alex, let's take a focus on Ukraine now. It does appear that Western battle tanks have been deployed for the first time in Ukraine. Indeed. There is, though, no sign of peace, um, nothing even hinting at that. However, um, potentially some talks from a slightly unlikely group of people. Yeah, this is a, a group of African nation leaders and they're on a peace mission. They're calling it the Road to Peace. It's a delegation of presidents from South Africa, Senegal, Egypt, the Republic of Congo, Uganda and Zimbabwe. And they are actually going to be meeting with President Zelensky and also President Putin. Jane Flanagan is the Times' Africa correspondent. She's across this story and has told us why African countries are keen to see peace in Ukraine. Africa's really bearing the brunt of food shortages, interruptions to the global supply chains. The uh, price of food has shot up in in uh, African countries, particularly in East Africa and the Horn of Africa, which were already battling with a protracted drought that made food scarcity a problem. So uh, what was already a, a, a massive um, crisis has really become a catastrophe and exacerbated massively uh, an already existing problem. So uh, there's a, a huge sense of urgency um, by these African leaders that, you know, the stalemate has to be broken. And and they they consider themselves to be quite good candidates to to take the uh, take the temperature and lay the groundwork for further mediations not that they are going to become mediators but they're really just paving the way for that to happen Alex, how's your knowledge of Tudor history? <laughs> I still remember doing Tudors at primary school. Do you know I do as I, well. I don't know why, <laughs> year three. Um, all I remember is Catherine Parr was the last of Henry VIII's wives. Uh, the real Tudor historians, not you or I, have been getting really excited because a book has been found in a library. Now, I know you're saying, well, that's not unusual <laughs> to find a book in a library, Anna. No, of course it's not. But this one is actually a relic of Henry VIII's court and it's been missing for 363 years and it belonged to Thomas Cromwell. It's called the Book of Hours. Alex, just explain exactly what it is. Essentially, it's a prayer book, a very, very rare prayer book that Thomas Cromwell owned and it's been found by researchers from Hever Castle, Trinity College in Cambridge, Cambridge and Oxford have these things just lying about that they don't even know about. Um, but Jack Blackburn is the Times history correspondent and he says that it actually gives a fascinating insight into the Tudor era. Currently it is in an exhibition at Heber Castle with the books which were owned by uh, Anne Boleyn and Catherine of Aragon. This is pointing to the very interesting relationship between those three people. Catherine of Aragon, the then Queen, 
Anne Boleyn, her ultimate successor, and Thomas Cromwell, the man who was trying to replace the former with the latter. They clearly did live quite cheap by jowl and had rather close relationship, and they all had copies of this book. Cromwell's is the um, only one which is in the original binding. The Queen's got rather grander binding done for them. But uh, there is an exhibition about this and about their relationship and how the fact that whilst we view it through the, you know, the excellent lens of Hilary Mantel and very dramatically, there is this element that they were living very close to each other and they had to get along uh, for propriety's yeah. sake. I've popped down to the foreign desk here. Mike Smith is editing today. Mike, what's coming up? What are you looking ahead to? Donald Trump is going to be back in court next week, this time over allegations that he illegally took documents from the White House at the end of his time in office. We're going to look at the impact it could have on his chances of winning the Republican nomination for next year's presidential election. Mike, there's another story as well that you're taking a look at out of Japan. We're taking a look at sushi terrorism. Uh, in a number of cases, people have been licking food or utensils that pass along the conveyor belts in these restaurants. Uh, many of the people behind the big chains in Japan say it's destroying their business. We bring you bad news. Okay. Uh, bad news, though, is not too bad. For Ryan Reynolds the Hollywood actor, and Rob McElhenney, his partner in crime, uh, who own Wrexham Football Club, as everybody knows now, because the EFL, the English Football League, which we are know Wrexham are part of now, thanks to their historic promotion, um, the EFL has changed the rules on throw-ins. Yes, even A-lister actors can't stop this from happening because now you cannot use towels to dry the ball anymore. No, um, which is bad news because the Wrexham captain, Ben Tozer, is famous for his long throwing. He can essentially launch the ball from his hands from the side of the pitch into the penalty area. And he's so good at it that Wrexham's own website says on its profile of Ben Tozer that his long throw-ins contributed to 12 goals the season before last. Oh, my goodness. Um, but now you're not allowed to dry the ball with a towel before th throwing it in. So it's just going to be slipping out of his hands from now on. That is it for The World in 10 today. Remember, if you enjoyed the journalism you hear on this podcast, do take out a Times digital subscription. Gives you full access to the Times app and website for more. The World in 10 will be back with more tomorrow. Thank you.